For optimum sound throughout this podcast, we suggest you listen to it via headphones or through a surround sound system. This is the Dolby Buzz. This is our exclusive series behind the scenes with Warner Brothers' epic adventure film, Sherlock Holmes. You underestimate the gravity of coming events. Tomorrow at midday, the world as you know it will end. The film has just been released in cinemas worldwide and already there is a real buzz from cinema goers who've been to see it. In this show, we speak exclusively one-on-one with the stars and producers of the film as they undertake their world promotional tour. The witness stated that he saw Lord Blackwood rise from the grave. We want you to find him and stop him. That'll take every ounce of my not inconsiderable experience. This may be a hobby to you, Mr Holmes, but I do it for a living. It does make a considerable difference to me having someone with me on whom I can thoroughly rely One of the most talked about stories surrounding the film is how well the two leading actors, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, got on with each other. We managed to grab them both together and witness firsthand the true friendship that has developed. Best, best of friends. We were from the minute we met. Uh, We are two uh, professional gentlemen, not unlike Holmes and Watson. I don't think I've ever been to your uh, home. I know that we've had some dinners out and stuff, but here's the thing. The movie going public will decide... True. The extent to which Mr. Law and I will be enjoying each other's company. I'm not saying if the, if, if we don't make more of these that... Uh, <laughs> That's it. That is what you're saying. <laughs> that is what you're saying. You're saying, if we don't get to make another film, I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> you might you might nod at me on a red carpet one day somewhere <laughs> and go, I remember you. Oh, didn't you God. use have a moustache? Without uh, our Watson, Holmes didn't have his uh, his other half. And so I think Guy, as, as essentially the, the mother of the movie... How could he relax until he knew he had what he needed? He was a great parent, though, in that role, because once we were up and running, he knew when to tell us what to do or when to step back and let us do what we do. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a great director, isn't he? Everyone says so. I mean, he runs a wonderful... You know what? The biggest compliment you can give is that you run a happy set. And when you've got, you know, the pressure of a lot of cash on your shoulders and a lot of people and everyone wanting to know what the hell's going on, on something like this where it's big sets and setups and wonderful fight sequences and or, or, or really, uh, you know, complicated moments where you have to work out and know that everyone knows what exactly is going on and being said, he does it with such grace and calm and everyone went to work knowing what they wanted to achieve and feeling good about it. Every epic hero needs an even more elaborate villain. And with Mark Strong at the helm playing Lord Blackwood, Holmes and Watson may have finally met their match. Mark told us more about his role in the film. I wanted to change the world, but I'll settle for ending yours. I wish you would. I have worked with Guy a few times, so being involved in something that he's directing is great. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, obviously, I kind of grew up with. I can't say I was a massive fan and know everything about him, but I'd read uh, Hand of the Baskervilles, I've read a couple of short stories before we started, and he's kind of, I'm aware of him. You know, I'd seen the Basil Rathbone version, the Jeremy Brett version, so it was kind of, uh, I, was a, I was very aware of him. So to kind of bring those two elements together, somebody who's a friend of mine who I like working with, and this fantastic kind of brand, uh, and, and see it kind of invigorated and modernised was always going to be really um, something that I wanted to get involved with. We realised that the nemesis had to be terrifying. He had to be a worthy adversary of Holmes, otherwise the case becomes too easy and it's just not interesting. And I think that's why they chose to make him Lord Blackwood rather than, say, use Moriarty, who is the traditional uh, villain, because it, it, didn't, it didn't bind them to the novels and short stories, because everything else is cherry-picked from there. Nothing's invented. Um, you know, the physical element of it is all in the stories. It's, uh, it's just not been 
focused on before. So by making Blackwood completely original, they could create this nutty world of like dabbling in the occult, coming back from the dead, um, being in league with Satan. You could just go all out to create this guy who you genuinely believe might get the better of Sherlock. Holmes and Watson are one of the great duos. Uh, Robert and Jude have now become one because uh, they get on so well, genuinely, uh, off screen. And it was great watching them spark off each other when they first met. And to see that on screen, working, is, is a real privilege. Because obviously I got to know them before we started any of this. And it really translates. They genuinely get on. Holmes, does your depravity know no bounds? No. Sherlock Holmes sees the eagerly awaited return of director Guy Ritchie. Guy, who's been praised throughout production by his cast and crew for his professional yet relaxed approach to filming, talked to us about his latest adventure. It's funny, I, I had an argument with the studio because I wanted to make a really broad and accessible movie with American muscle and American pockets. And they wanted more Guy Ritchie-isms and I wanted more studio-isms. So we, we never had the argument... Uh, there was never an argument about making the movie more accessible. Traditionally, the the scene is there being more of a, an abrasive relationship between uh, the studio and the filmmaker, and that didn't happen on this film at all. As I say, what they wanted was more of what I could bring to the picture, uh, which they hoped was going to be kind of contemporised. And I came with the duster to get rid of uh, the antiquity that might have been contaminating uh, the the idea of Sherlock Holmes, and I wanted to make this kind of broadly accessible Sherlock Holmes and uh, between the two of us we sort of ended up with it, with what we ended up with which I, I'd like to think is a kind of filmmaker's version of a studio picture The Deerstalker wasn't in any of the books actually so uh, one of the first things to go with the old duster I like Deerstalkers as it happens uh, I wasn't even sort of really deeply invested in whether we had a Deerstalker or we didn't but uh, yeah it just fell by the wayside you know one, I suppose one of my pictures when I was trying to explain to the studio what it was I was interested in was I, I wanted more Butch and Sundance than I did this kind of portly subservient uh, character that just followed Holmes around I wanted an, more of an equal partnership which I thought was authentic to the narratives uh, the Conan Doyle books so I tried to create some kind of equality between those two but also I always felt there was levity and uh, dry irony within the relationship and so I, I hope I've portrayed kind of a fresh approach uh, toward that. Quite a funny couple, those two, aren't they? Robert and Jude. First of all, I got Robert, and then I got Jude. Yeah, Robert came on pretty quickly. He was really part of the inception of the movie. And once that happened, once I was on board, then Rob was on board. It just it just flowed. And then we got Jude, and I put Jude and Robert together in a room and poured cups of tea for the pair of them. I was rather like an Indian mother trying to encourage an arranged marriage and Robert and Jude uh, got on very well. I was pretty confident that once they got on well off camera then they get on well on camera and uh, I hope that happened. Watson, what have you done? Now, no epic action film can be without its female leads and Sherlock Holmes is no exception. Rachel McAdams and Kelly Riley play two very different yet influential roles. We caught up with both of them. 
Here's Rachel McAdams. I mean, I love playing Irene. I think that she's she's such a character. I mean, she has so much going on, and you're not sure, you know, where she exists in the world and whose side she's on. And, you know, so there's lots of duality to her and lots of different fun things to play. And, and um, you know, she gets to wear the, the women's clothes and the men's, and she gets to be a tomboy, and then she's very feminine. And, you know, there's lots lots to do. But I, I had never read the stories myself until, you know, I was doing this film. So, and I loved them. I thought they were, you know, great writing and, um, you know, you can totally get absorbed and lost in them and, um, and they work your brain a little bit, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I found them quite enjoyable and I think they're, you know, it's a great thing to bring into, um, this century. You know, these are beloved characters and you want, um, to live up to some expectations that are out there, of course. Um, but, you know, I think it's also exciting to watch, you know, the reinvention. It was so fun to watch Robert Downey just take this character and run, you know, and he did so much research on it, and he knew the stories inside and out. And, you know, I mean, he knew exactly what props to use, and everything was very period and very accurate. But, you know, then he puts his own little modern spin on it, and I think that's, that's part of the excitement. Something maybe doesn't look right on paper, and then you get the right director mm-hmm. um, that has a certain vision um, for it, and it just soars. So it's really, it's such a hard thing to be able to tell what's going to work and what won't. And sometimes a character speaks to you, and that's all there is to it, and that's all you need. So um, it's so different every time. Here's Kelly Riley. Robert Downey Jr. He's just brought this character to life. I only saw it last week, so I'm still freshly excited about it. It's wonderful. I'm not just saying that either. I mean, you'll see for yourself, but it is properly wonderful. Uh, Watson's just about to move out of the Baker Street house that he has basically the bachelor pad that has been Holmes and Watson's house for probably a few years and he's fallen in love with Mary who's this lovely governess um, and he's basically proposed and she said yes and he's about to kind of shack up and have sort of domestic bliss which of course throws uh, Sherlock into you know uh, panic and horror that you would even want that with a woman you know let alone sort of the fact that he's going to thinks that he's going to miss out on all these adventures but it's not real I mean it's not true I think she loves Watson and she wouldn't want to she wouldn't want to compromise all of that. Guy Ritchie, is a, he's a tremendous director. He's a lovely man. And uh, the, the fact is that they're all smart. You know, they all really had a vision and they all kind of collaborated. And they were the whole time talking about how they could do these scenes and what, what, what would be the best way to make something work. And the script was always changing. And it was just prop- really invo- full involvement from all of them. He's just as brilliant as you are and infinitely more devious. We'll see about that. Nice touch. I was simply studying your methods. Should the authorities ask me to hunt you down. Competition time now, and we've teamed up with Acer to offer you the chance to win an Acer Aspire laptop featuring Dolby Home Theatre technology to give you a cinema-style surround sound experience. To enter, go to dolby.com. Good luck. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash dolbybuzz and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dolbybuzz. Now that you're sitting comfortably, I shall begin. It's a very big, big, big scope movie. Probably the biggest movie I've ever done. We'll try to make it as contemporary as we possibly can to make it uh, gritty. In summary, ears ringing. 
Jaw fractured. Three ribs cracked. Holmes was the first Western martial artist. The whole thing is being reinvented as something much more dynamic. I don't think there's a magnifying glass in sight. The witness stated that he saw Lord Blackwood rise from the grave. We want you to find him and stop him. That'll take every ounce of my not and considerable experience. It was nice to see Watson. He's a form of superhero. His superpower, if you like, is his brain. But with that power, he pays a price. All the issues that come with being a genius. Oh, he's killed the dog. Again. I was simply testing a new anesthetic. He doesn't mind. Like any great superhero, he's got his demons and his dark side, and that's why he needs Watson. They have a great you know, relationship and become very good friends off screen, and it's really fun to see them work together. Get that out of my face. It's not in your face, it's in my hand. Get what's in your hand out of my face. Uh, they've been flirting like this for hours. We've added much more modern, visceral energy. There's the refined quality to it, and at the same time, it's very rough and tumble. What we have in Robert is a movie star with a perfect English accent, the perfect physicality, has the perfect intellect. You could not think of a more perfect nose. There's so many cases and so many adventures, it kind of blows my mind. Watson, what have you done? Watson, if you have the grand gift of silence, it makes you quite invaluable as a companion. <laughs> Ah! Before we go, don't forget to enter our exclusive competition to win an Acer laptop. To enter, go to Dolby.com. Good luck. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash DolbyBuzz and Facebook at facebook.com slash DolbyBuzz. Entertainment surrounds you. Shouldn't your audio insist on Dolby.